to Real Horror Show. I'm your host, Samantha, and I'm joined, as always, by the Stormy Sky. Hello there. I, uh, I done did fuck up. Uh, the audio file for this original episode was corrupted, so we're re-recording. Yep, don't worry. We remember uh, everything we said, and we're gonna say it exactly like it was before, and you'll never know if there was a difference. Maybe. So, uh... When the mini sh- mini show that's coming out after this episode is released, things aren't going to make sense because I'll be talking about going on a trip that we didn't go on because we both chick- we all chickened out and that's okay. We we were feeling like, hey, maybe it wouldn't be too bad because there's like this weird societal pressure where you got to live your life, go to the beach, blah 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 blah. <laughs> it's yeah. It's all good. Oh, good, dude. We're home. Still on vacation. Glad you're on staycation. Went on a... Yeah. It's all... It's all good. Yeah. Um, so how are... How are the kittens? How's your life? My life is swell. Um, it's just... Kittens are great. And they're growing fast. And they're just doing such cute shit. And I love it. And, uh, you know, just working every day. A little bit on schoolwork. And getting my classes prepared for the fall and kind of do that Camp NaNoWriMo a poetry chapbook that you mentioned probably in this episode that we're re-recording now <laughs> uh, I think I mentioned it in the mini-sode that's going to come out after this uh, one so weird so this is like some <laughs> type of a time traveling show so kind I've of. begun it already in this show in the future, it's the past where I haven't started it yet because I didn't know about it. So, whoa. <laughs> yeah, that's that's good. Do you have a theme for it? Uh, yeah, I, gonna I, go? I do have a theme, and it is... Um, let me read you the exact theme that I actually typed into my NaNoWriMo <clears throat> uh, thing, my project. It says, Untitled Poetry Chapbook course details see what it says doesn't like say right here but um like the theme is like poems inspired by slasher pop culture horror films you know the usual i've been really inspired to write poems based on the vibe of the slasher films, maybe a particular villain, stuff like that, and it's pretty cool. Oh. That is going to be really cool. I haven't seen anything like that, and I'm sure if you choose to self-publish it on Amazon or Create Space or Wattpad, it will do very well. You know what? Wattpad is sounding more and more friendly to me now that it's like really gotten way more popular than it used to be. So, well, yeah, yeah, like. Wattpad used to be all about fan fiction, but there are, like, original works that do get super popular on it. Yeah, yeah, so and cool. And even have movies on Netflix based on them, such as The Kissing, Bo- Kissing Booth and The Kissing Booth 2. I saw that The Kissing Booth 2 is, like, out or coming out. Is that the same girl that's in, like, the act? Yes. Uh, no, I knew I recognized her. <laughs> okay, cool. But, I mean, the act really pales in comparison to The Kissing Booth and The Kissing Booth 2, which will be streaming on Netflix on July 24th, 2020. That it can barely touch it, Sam. (laughs) Yeah. No. (laughs) So much more serious. 
Yeah. Yeah. But not not quite as serious as getting stuck on a train full of zombies. Whoa, excellent transition. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. I did a good that transition. Was really, really good. I liked it. Preface, in the original recording, I did nail the pronunciation of the the actors' names. So I probably won't this time. Apologies for any mispronunciations. Uh, Train to Busan is a 2016 South Korean action horror film directed by Yong Sang-ho and starring Gung Yoo, Jung Yoo Mai, and Ma Dong Seok. The film mostly takes place on a train to Busan as a... Zombie apocalypse suddenly breaks out in the country and threatens the safety of the passengers. The film premiered in the midnight screening section of the 2016 Cannes Film Festival on the 13th of May. On August 7th, the film set a record as the first Korean film in 2016 to break the audience record of over 10 million theater goers. The film serves as a reunion for Gang Yo and Jun Yi Mai, who both starred in the film The Crucible. A sequel, The Peninsula, is scheduled to be released this month on July 15th, so... Oh, Wednesday! <laughs> cool. So, yeah, this Wednesday, if I have my shit together and get this out tonight or tomorrow morning, it will be out on Wednesday. Sweet. I don't... I wonder if it's coming to Netflix right away, or if we're gonna have to wait. Yeah, yeah, that was my question. I just automatically assume everything just drops immediately to Netflix, but I shouldn't assume that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it could come to Hulu. Hulu's, like, trying to up its horror game. Ooh, yeah, bro. <laughs> is it really trying to up it? I feel like it is, yeah. in some ways. I haven't, like... They're at least upping the ante with getting exclusive streaming rights to critically acclaimed films like Parasite, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, Parasite, etc. Awesome. Which you know, I don't, I don't mind if Hulu knocks Netflix off its pedestal. I kind of prefer Hulu. Yeah, and you do. Getting kind of, not that I have any shows I'm dedicated to on Netflix outside of like animated sitcoms they have but i'm getting sick of them like just canceling shows because i thought netflix was supposed to be different in that way where they don't care about viewer numbers but anyway that's coming hot off the news of sabrina being canceled after season five um like sabrina like chilling tales of sabrina yeah Oh, this is already going to be season five. I think it is. I haven't been, I don't watch it, so. Crap. I watch it, but after, like, the second season, I just, I don't know what how many seasons, I just get confused because of the waiting period, so I'm like, what season is it? Um, ah, oh, it's canceled. I knew they were, like, about to drop the last season, but I didn't know it was because it was canceled. That sucks, because I like that shit. But yeah, um, so we watched this, like, what, two weeks ago at this point? Yeah, I'll try to, I can remember pretty much about it. (laughs) Yeah, I remember what I like and didn't like. Yeah, me too. So this is probably going to be a shorter episode since we have already discussed it. Uh, Acting was really good. Really, really great, like, exceptionally great, because I'm never sure if I'm going to be able to connect with the characters, but these characters, like... Had 
everything. They had humor. They had like deep passion and emotionality that when it was very sad or mm -hmm. upsetting scene, I really felt that too. Especially that child actor, his daughter, she was incredible. Yeah, so when we originally recorded this, I kind of have a vague understanding of some Korean culture because I read an online webtoon that's based in modern day Korea, so I've learned a bit from that. But I just pulled up a Wikipedia article because what I do kind of know about South Korea and probably Japan, maybe China, is students often go to other schools after their regular school. Yeah. So they can either be like um, specifically focused on just improving test scores since everything in those school systems is based on test scores, like how you get into college, how you get into better high schools. It's all based on testing. Um, so it actually serves a purpose over there rather than just in the US to make teachers feel inadequate. Right, right. <laughs> um, so a hagwon is the Korean language word for a for-profit private institute, academy, or cram school prevalent in South Korea. Although most look widely known for their role as cram schools where children can improve study to improve scores, hagwons actually perform several educational functions, supplementary education that many children need, uh, remedial education, um, but there are also other ones for acting, and I wouldn't be surprised if that little girl is already in a separate school teaching her how to act. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, very similar to what they do with boy and girl bands over there, where you basically study and train to be famous one day. Yeah, like it's your career and you're starting early. And you know, that wouldn't be such a bad thing to bring over to the United States. You know what, I have to agree. <laughs> Instead of like struggling for years as a waiter or waitress, you just, go to an academy and yeah like what is that come on that's like <sighs> um only anyway regarding acting um, let's move on to talk about am and i's joint favorite character the blue jacket blue guy jacket whose guy. name escapes me <laughs> he is the best part of this movie. He brought so much personality and then he just kicked so much ass. Yes, he was such a badass. He was like... He's just punching zombies left and right. Dude, he was so strong and he was like a big dude and he was like, yeah, I'm, fuck it. I'm gonna wrap this, these gauntlets on my arms and like fucking punch out these zombies. And he did and he has like no fear. He's extremely brave. And he's like funny and he's like witty, you know, but like not like too funny. Everything he says is mm -hmm. just like so clever. Yeah, Dude. and it's it's a natural humor. Yeah, like, yes. <laughs> it's not like in Freddy versus Jason, the um, Jay ripoff character, you know, Jay from like Jay and Silent Bob. Yes. They had a character that was pretty much a blatant ripoff of that. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not like that where he's written to be the humor. It was just 
a character who happened to have a sense of humor. Yeah, like we, you didn't know how his personality was going to be until he had his dialogue because they're just kind of like standing about on a train. So, you know, their actions aren't really speaking for them. It's like their interactions with people. And uh, it's just, it's so funny how he like handles himself with talking to like a little girl and he just like really doesn't hold back, which is funny uh, because you just you would just have to watch it to understand what we mean but you know it's that kind of natural humor like sam said that you don't really see too often so he was like a special gem and he would probably be our first choice for like a zombie apocalypse team yeah because he was definitely the character that was meant to be funny but it wasn't in such an obvious way that you see with American horror movies. Yeah, where like you just said, there's like that one, the funny guy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and of course he dies trying to protect his, <laughs> wah, because wah. he has a pregnant wife. Yeah. Uh, that was, it sucks. I just remembered like the whole context of that scene. That's so sad. He's holding the door closed for everyone so they can get to help. Yeah. Because the assholes in the other train of locked them out Yeah, because they're fucking jerks and right before as they get the door open and um the father character who's at the heart of the story with his daughter comes to save her um the blue jacket guy tells her what to name their child because that was the main source of conflict they were having yeah and it was just (laughs) uh, and it was such a heart-wrenching scene and and you know like you think that it's hard to have like sad moments like truly sad moments uh in like horror movies but like it's very sad you know like reality so I'm and horror, horror needs to have more sad moments more genuinely sad moments because people are fucking dying yes. yeah and i think like what's happening right now with the coronavirus i think sam and i are like really starting to like like put that in perspective with every horror movie we watch and like how sad that shit really is you know if it were really Mm -hmm. happening so yeah yeah like COVID has really changed the way I think everybody watches zombie movies now I I, I hope so yeah absolutely especially podcasters of course but yeah yeah um guess since we're talking about story we can talk about the story uh so the heart of the story is between a father and a daughter the daughter wants to go see the mom in busan busan Busan. i was about to say seal but they're they're coming from seal yeah seal soul soul like soul like your soul i think i think that's how it is okay um so they're on the train some girl who looks beaten up runs onto the train and she is the first zombie and that's how shit happens and i meant to watch seal street station before recording but i was at a friend's house on saturday just petting her dog because you can't not pet the dog Ah. so my allergies were really bad so i didn't watch anything yesterday oh man i'm sorry dude wait your allergies were bad yesterday yeah allergies were like terrible yesterday maybe there was just something in yeah there. he was like today he's good but yesterday dude i don't know what the fuck but like i'm glad to hear that it was it was you too like not not glad to hear it but like you know 
fellow allergy sufferers, you guys may suffer from similar allergies. <laughs> dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm usually be pretty okay with dogs, but uh, little Molly needs a brush in, so she was shedding a lot, so that might have been the issue. That's, that's exactly... He has, like, dog allergies, too, but it's, like, shedding dogs that is really bothers mm -hmm. him. So, yeah, I got you, girl. Um, so, yeah, they're at the heart of the story, and then you have the side characters, like the baseball team, um, the married couple expecting a baby. Asshole guy. To the business. The asshole guy. <laughs> who... You know what? After last episode, I don't have a problem with him because he's probably right. We need to. <laughs> yeah. It was such a dig about it, though. Listen. But he he was in in some aspects correct in his like uh, raising alarm. I would call it. Yeah. Like they were just out there with the zombies. There's no telling if they were bitten or scratched or however the virus is spread in this movie. Uh, and he he made a very good argument stating that they were in the same small car as some zombies and the virus could be airborne. So therefore it's best to quarantine them. And I was like, you know what? Like right now that's what I'm scared of. So like I probably would feel the same way. And you know what? That's very timely because the Who is starting to <laughs> reassess the airborne contagency. Which is terrifying, guys. Terrifying. That's going to be a fucking game changer. Yeah, fucking airborne. Guys, it's going to be like the movie Contagion, but in real life. All right? Like, the movie is fucking shocking, but like... In the end, we do see that it's like spread by air, which is why it's so fast and deadly. Um, no, so, uh, you know, that, that is a game changer. Um, However, that guy did have asshole, then, like, things he did, which was, like, mean stuff and hurt others to save himself. You know what I mean? So, uh, it was, it's like 50-50 with him. I'm mad, but I also agree with his argument 100%. <laughs> yeah. Um... So yeah, uh, speaking of the zombies, they were pretty well designed in this movie. Yeah. And they did this cool thing that I've never seen in a zombie movie before where they can't see in the dark. Yes. That was really, really cool and very, very different. And I was glad to see that because they, they finally gave us like a, a realistic zombie because these people have a virus so therefore it's something has to be hindered within them they can't be like 100 superpower so i'm glad they showed us like they were hindered in a big way which was like you said not being able to see in the dark yeah and that i really like that whole sequence where they have the map pulled up on their phone to see where the tunnels are going to be so they can time their movements yeah, that was actually really cool. I didn't. I don't think we talked about that, but that is actually cool because, like, that's that's some shit that you just do in real life, like to figure out your mm -hmm. timing. Like everything is accessed by your phone, so like, um, there's always a solution at your fingertips, especially in a zombie apocalypse. So I thought that was really clever and cool. Yeah, it's kind of like back when we were in grad school, and it would be raining, so you would pull out AccuWeather. Yeah. <laughs> 
So we could all determine how long we have until a break in the rain to go to our respective homes. I felt like that happened a lot where we huddled under that thing, <laughs> you know, until we had to like freaking run. It must have rained a lot, <laughs> but yeah. Very, very good similarity there. Um, yeah, other than that, the zombies were very cool. Otherwise, they were very fast, which is something I like to see as opposed to the traditional very slow zombie that's like kind of like a, a rotten corpse. These these are more like fresh zombies. Uh, yeah, they unlike uh, Ravenous, where they're not decaying at all, they look human. These zombies do look like they're on the verge of decaying, but not falling apart. Right. Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. Like, think of, like, uh, like a Walking Dead zombie, because that's a good example, because they're, like, limbs are falling off, stuff like that. They look very, very dead, like, straight up, like, dead-in-the-ground <laughs> corpses without any, like, embalming treatment. <laughs> yeah. Do the Walking Dead zombies even, like matter to the walking dead uh, you know what no it, because it's become that show should be called like the walking alive people in conflict because that's pretty much what the show is about it's just like infighting with like people communities that's it <laughs> when i watch a zombie show i want the interpersonal like conflict within the survivors but I also want the zombies to actually matter. Yeah, I don't want them to be like a forgotten thing. Like, oh yeah, they're just there. It's like, no, dude, because you said, you said we're all infected. So that's like a big question mark. <laughs> and I feel like they're pulling a Game of Thrones where they just forget all these things they said before and they just kind of brush them under the rug. So I, I don't know, man. It's a whole other story we could talk about. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it crazy how Game of Thrones is probably going to have the same amount of impact on popular culture that Avatar had? That's weird. Avatar, like, the film? Just because... With the blue people? Yeah, the... Yeah. No, not Avatar The Last Airbender, because that has had a surprisingly <laughs> big impact on mankind. It's hard to know which one you're talking about, because they both have this... No, I mean, the one that was, like, a huge deal the first year it came out, and then... Nobody remembers it. Yeah, I was about to be like, why are we talking about that? Because it's like, that's like nothing. <laughs> but I think I, I think Game of Thrones is going to be the same way because the ending was so was shitty so and uninspired. Bad. They fucked everything up for themselves. They really just, I don't know why. I don't know how, I don't know. It's just like, what? That project was put in the hands of any group of young people or creatives Oh my god, it would definitely not have been just, like, and then, fast the way it was. And then Sam comes out and he's like, I've written a book, it's called A Song of Ice and Fire. Like, fuck you, you just plagiarized the ending of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oh my god. You little, you little bitch. Um, anyway, so... The heart of the story to Train to Busan is the relationship between the father and his young daughter. Yeah. And there's a big moment where the daughter's like, Mom was right, you only care about yourself. And that really affects the dad. Yeah. And in the end, he proves to his daughter that she means more to him than anything, and he dies. 
Yeah, he well, he kills himself because he was bitten by the asshole guy who turned into a zombie. Although that's definitely not what he wanted to happen. But hey, yeah. You know what, Sam? That's so, so funny. I'm so sorry, but sidebar: that asshole guy was trying so so hard to not get it. He was trying. He was like doing everything in his power to like be safe, and he still got it, which is like parallel to what's happening right now because you could you know, do everything right and be perfectly safe but if one like other person in in the asshole guy's case it's a zombie infected person does one thing wrong you're gonna get it anyway so like boom like yeah. crazy i just thought of that now because that because times are changing day by day again unfortunately so it's it's having a little bit more meaning every scene cool but not cool at the same time yeah, which it's all good. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> Laughs and cries. <laughs> that kid. Ew. The gif. It'll be fine. Hashtag YOLO. Hashtag blitz. <laughs> Hashtag YOLO. Live, laugh, love, oh my god. <laughs> Just live, laugh, love. Live, laugh, love. I can I can fucking get over people hanging out with friends because I do that. But we're in a small community and we're only really seeing each other since we're all predominantly working from home and shopping at the same grocery stores. What I cannot forgive at this point is people going on vacations and going to the beach and bringing it back. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Even <laughs> even though we my friends and I were planning on doing that, you'll hear in the mini sode we did not yeah. refer back to this episode. That's okay because you guys were feeling some doubts and that's okay. So I'm glad it came about before you decided, like, at least it didn't happen the day before. At least it happened now. So, okay. Yeah. And like, we were, even when we were seriously planning to go, we were like, okay, so we'll take Clorox wipes with us for when we have to go into gas stations in the bathroom. And we were only going to do things that didn't, require us to be close to people for very long but it's stupid because cases in michigan are rising because people are going to the bars they're going to the beaches and then here cases are rising because people are going to myrtle beach <sighs> like it doesn't matter what an individual does to be safe when the community's not doing the same thing right, and doesn't that it just makes you feel powerless but it also makes you filled with anger and it sucks because you don't want to be mad at people but like they don't care you care too much you know and it sucks and then you're like i don't want to have to care this much because they don't care about me it's such a hard like thing to deal with but you really have to just stay steadfast for a long time because this was not just something that was going to go away in a matter of three months or less. It's just going to yeah. be there. Like they said, it's just going to be here among us until there's a vaccine that can kind of treat us for for a while. Dang. Yep. Um, um, so don't like ah. cough on people. And ah. Like my friends and I have accepted that come August we're not gonna see each other for a while because school ah. is coming back. Ah, dude, um, that's that's like, uh, and it's just this vicious cycle uh, that Sam like illustrated in a Twitter in her Twitter post. But um, what I wanted to actually ask you, like in real life though, is um, do you think that if 
like cases go up where you are or where I am even more, do you think that we'll like go back into lockdown or do you think that higher ups have just given up? We, we talked about that actually. And my friend said, uh, we either will go back into lockdown or they'll just be like, dude, sacrifices have to be made for the economy. And yeah. that's really fucked up. It is. Um, but she's also hoping that come closer to that day, the, our governor will put his foot down and be like, I wanted to give it a lot of thought and consideration, but I cannot allow schools to reopen right now. Right. Yeah. And it sucks over here because instead of us going back into yellow phase which <laughs> essentially we kind of are halfway there they keep closing like random things but not other things and it's making it like even more confusing than it was before we had like kind of yeah. guidelines for the color phases it's like just do it or don't do it don't they're doing it like in pieces yeah. and it's weird that's why i wanted to ask you yeah, <laughs> yeah and so for schools down here in our county, because it's going by county, not state, each county is coming up with its own plans, so it, it doesn't fucking mean anything if <laughs> we're doing one thing and the next county over is doing something completely different. Yeah, They're not going to send an entire class home to quarantine unless three kids are showing symptoms. Right. Yeah. But even if one kid is showing symptoms, that probably means the entire class has yeah. it. Exactly. You have to assume that like everybody has already gotten it because they've been in contact with this kid. And people are also starting to forget about that incubation period because um, yeah. they're so keep like mixing that up with just meaning 14 days is like the quarantine period. It's like, no, that's like the incubation period. So like, you know, should like... <laughs> I don't know, it's weird. I feel like they just kind of forgot about the incubation period and think that it's a quarantine period. Yeah, fine. no, and that that was a big contributing factor into canceling our trip is, oh, we're not going to have 10 to 14 days after this to quarantine. Right. Yeah. But there's our soapbox. Zombie movies bring it out of us. Uh, but, like, yeah, that's our soapbox. But, like with discussing a zombie movie it is like like 50 percent pertinent it is a virus dealing yeah. with not a zombie virus though but yeah there, there are a lot of parallels COVID is the closest covid is the closest we're ever going to get to seeing how people really react in a zombie apocalypse and it's not oh, good people it's don't very fucking bad. give a fuck <laughs> why it's, people like the same people that are like obsessed with like End days and zombie apocalypse teams and watching zombie movies and stuff. Don't wear a mask. I'm telling you. Yeah. Like a lot of people still think this is a, either a hoax or like just a political thing. I'm just like, oh, I guess nobody died in your family yet. You know what I mean? But like, it shouldn't have to come to that extreme for you to like, believe that there's like actually a virus. Like, IRL, it's actually there. I'm sorry that you don't think so, but like, you're wrong. <laughs> it's there. Man. It's, it's there. And it's going to be part of our lives. Yeah. Now. Just like the flu was part of our lives. Like what was part of our lives? I'm sorry. Like, like the flu is part of our yeah, lives. Yeah, the flu is part of our lives. And um, 
there's even the, the some people that don't want to get the flu shot and they they might need it if they work in certain places where they could be highly susceptible to getting the flu so it's just it's just this whole thing but anyway that's all anyway. that's all we have to say about that <laughs> so the end of the movie spoilers the daughter and the pregnant woman are the only ones who make it safely question mark to busan yes, yes. <laughs> question mark um yeah the ending is very uh made me very anxious because i was worried they were just gonna die anyway because when they made it to busan they they let the audience know that it was uh under it was like completely safe and secure because it had like the military was there like keeping it locked down they were walking through this tunnel get into the city and the tunnel's all dark so of course it looks like it could be two zombies but how can you know and they and they were really about to shoot them in the head <laughs> i was like fuck don't let them do this but then i was like I could see that happening, but then the little girl began to sing, and zombies don't do that human thing, and they didn't shoot. And I was like, "Well, just for future reference, make sure that you're singing a song if you're walking through a dark tunnel, so you don't get shot in the head by a sniper if you're trying to escape the zombies. Keep that in mind." Yeah, <laughs> crazy, um, crazy ending. Very yeah. good though. Yeah, and with that, let's talk about production. B production was very good. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, it was so good because um, although most of this movie takes place in the daytime and everything's very bright, it's so scary. It doesn't really matter. It, this is a movie that didn't need like a dingy color palette. It didn't need any mm -hmm. of those like other thematic elements to remind us that it was a horror movie <laughs> because the song because the stress comes from the confined space of the train. Exactly. Yes. yes. And um, being on the train, it's a commuter train. So like a lot of, like everybody has ridden a commuter train maybe once, you know, but there are people that just do it every single day just to get, you know, to, to work or home. And like the people watching the movie are just like, oh shit, like what if I was on the train car? Like what would I even do? Like what would you do? Like there, there's nothing you can do about it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's. And so like it, here in the States, so many commuter trains are underground 90% of the time. <laughs> and I think that's something I like the most about the whole tunnel sequence is usually in horror movies it's the dark you're not safe in but this movie reversed that yeah it did that's actually a really cool point it's the only time they're safe to like kind of maneuver very quietly um, yeah. like that that's that's yeah this is a very very special movie i'm glad we finally got to watch it very special. Can't wait till America makes a train to Silver City. Wait, no, that's... What's a stop on the metro station? Oh. Um, <laughs> Silver City. <laughs> I, pro I combined Silver Line with, like, Crystal City. Yeah, you did, and I was like... Then I, I imagined... Train to, Fran train to Franconia Springfield. Franconia Springfield. Yes. Street Station. Good. Uh, 
train to U Street. <laughs> train to uh, DuPont, DuPont Circle. DuPont Circle. But yeah, production was Metro DC area for two years, guys. So hell yeah, we know what we're talking about. I still have my Metro card. I still have mine. I might. I might have kept it just for like. I think I did keep it in case I ever went back. You know. But, uh, yeah, you should hold on to stuff like that because those cards cost two dollars on their own. <gasps> they do. Yeah, guys, you can just buy a card if you don't have one, but you have to get to the. <laughs> you have to get on the bus to get to the station to buy it. So like, <laughs> that's funny. And guess what you need to ride the bus? The car. Yep. <laughs> I liked taking the metro um, and the bus down there. It was cool. Yeah. But all in all, I give this movie an ah uh, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. That fucked me up. I like that. I agree. I give it the same thing. And there's really no need to discuss the real horror of this movie because we kind of discussed it a little bit when we talked about the coronavirus yeah excuse me but um i guess one more thing would be like if your father is bit and then he suicides to save you and then you're really sad also being yeah. the father and being bit and being like oh fuck <laughs> i mean to suicide yeah it's the real horror show also the coronavirus is. is also the real horror show irl it's really happening yeah. very sad yeah. <laughs> every day um, but I guess that's it. I need to go to the bathroom, so Stormy should read the end. Uh, yes, you know what? I hope you guys enjoyed it. Let me open the end notes. I uh, definitely have them already open. Let me just slowly. Of course you do. You're always always so prepared. prepared. Sometimes I forget I need them. Where am I doing that? Nope, that's not it. Notes. I'll try. There we go. All right, we're. Here we go, guys. We're cooking with gas now. Okay. <clears throat> All right. We are done for the day. I hope you guys enjoyed Train to Busan. Real Horror Show was created by Sam Odie and Stormy Skies and is directed by Sam Odie. Today, we learned that... What did we learn today that was special, Sam? Um, just stay home. You know what? Yeah, that's going to be something. We'll just keep it up. Just stay home. Wear a mask. Uh, being uncomfortable doesn't mean you're exempt from wearing the mask. So, like, fucking deal with it. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, it's okay to chicken out of your trips because I'm sure your friends are also thinking about chickening out of your friends. Yeah, so um, if you are feeling doubtful about any type of trip with your friends, just, like, be honest and be like, hey, listen, I'm feeling this type of way. Do you feel that way? And they'll probably be like, yeah, I was kind of feeling that way too. I was hoping you would say something yeah, first. Yeah, that, that was exactly <laughs> that was exactly what happened. She was like, "So I've been really thinking. I don't think it's a good idea." And I was like, "Oh, thank God you said something." And she was like, "Thank God you said thank." Yeah, it's like thank God. I was just waiting for you to say it first. So sometimes it's got to be you that goes first, man. So just it's all good. It's okay to stay home. I know you've been staying home a lot lately, but like, I know it's tough. But like, seriously, when the going gets tough. You gotta stay in for longer so you can save lives other than your own. Okay. Including your own, too. You know. Whew. Anyway. Heck yeah. What you hear? You can find Real Horror Show on Spotify, TuneIn, Google Play Store, Stitcher, and iTunes. 
really, really like what you hear, follow us on Twitter at horror show underscore underscore pod or search for Real Horror Show on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook at Real Horror Show. Like our page and share our stuff. We also have a website where all of our written reviews and podcasts can be found, realhorrorshow.com. Uh, we have plenty of written reviews that are up on our website to be read, and they are all doozies, so check them out. Maybe in the future we will find time to write a couple more, but until then, go ahead and read all the awesome ones that already exist. Want to interact with us? Want to make sure we're real humans, not space vampires? Comment on our website or email us at realhorrorshowpodcast at gmail.com. Want to argue with us about something or think you have a really great horror movie review that you're dying to share with two random strangers from the internet? Submissions are open for movie reviews. Check out the submit page on our website and follow the rubric before sending us anything. If it's not done according to the rubric, it will be disregarded. Sorry, not sorry. Submissions are open for our yearly anthology called the October Monologues. Check out the submission guidelines on our website and send us your creepy shit. We love horror, and if you're listening, you do too. Please help us keep our project going by visiting our support page on our website where you can make a one-time donation via PayPal. We also have an Amazon wish list if you feel like buying us something tangible will help convey your love more than a monetary donation would. Also, buy us a coffee is the button you can click that will pay us the amount you would need to buy a coffee. A little bit goes a long way. Sometimes we can't help out artists monetarily, and that's okay. By simply liking, sharing, retweeting, and even giving us an awesome review will help us out tremendously. Uh, any other pertinent news? Uh, not at the moment. I'm just, this is the episode from the future, from the past, from the future again. So, try to figure that one out, guys. <laughs> yeah. Our outro song is called Creepy Doll by Jonathan Colton. You fuck off and have a slow evening. And this is Real Horror Show signing off. Bye. Bye.